welcome to Sweet Tea and D&D. I'm your co-host, Adrian. I'm Thomas. And I'm Zach. And we are getting ready for our 51st episode. We kind of missed the milestone last time. Of yeah, 50. yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I think you had a half episode back in there somewhere, so we're, you know, who knows? I mean, yeah, but, I mean, that's true. That's technically true. The math is wrong, but it's um, <laughs> it's all about the journey. And but we're not math people. We're so. not math people. We're not math people. So can I start off this session with a really funny story that I hope my party of players that I play with don't listen to? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so speaking of math, um, we did a shopping episode in my game yesterday. I am not the DM. I am a player. And I was going to buy these expensive boots, and then I was just going to leave. And that is what I did because, uh, long story short – one of the party members familiars pants me long story it's weird so uh <laughs> however we were sitting there and so i just grabbed my stuff and left player wise um they start talking about what they're all gonna purchase and it takes us 45 minutes to deal with all of the math of how what, what we're gonna purchase how much it is who's contributing what from their funds to buy it and i'm just like what is going on why is Did y'all so haggle? Weird? Was there any haggling? We tried haggling. That was I was trying to haggle because he wouldn't give us like a "Hey, you're good people" discount. So we have found a. Are you? Uh, are you good people? We're not an evil party, thank you. But uh, <laughs> on top of that, though, we had uh, I found a wedding band, and uh, it was uh, it was just a random wedding band that we found on the road. That's for a certain crime we're investigating, and so I was like, oh. I was like, can you can you give me the resale value of this for my broken marriage? <laughs> and oh. he's just like, oh. So I was trying to sell the pity side to get a discount. Uh-huh. And, then, and I, I assume your performance check went My fine. deception check was a 25. So, oh, okay. yeah, I was, do, I was nailing it. And so, uh-huh. yeah, so I, I, we were lying through our teeth. And uh, nope, didn't get a discount. One of the even the players was like, "I had no idea you were married and divorced. You never said it." I was like, "Yeah, hold me. I'm gonna cry a little longer." So yeah, <laughs> ruined it. So yeah, don't. We aren't math people because we don't want to do math on the weekends when we're not required to. Is the moral <laughs> of that story? Okay, what monster are we talking about today? What are you gonna hit me with? Don't hit me with a monster, please. <laughs> Today we're talking about Nagas. Nagas. So. Where is it? It is on page 233 of the Monster Manual. There Thank you for reminding me, Thomas. I never <laughs> remember to do that part. <laughs> Nagas are intelligent serpents that inhabit the ruins of the past, amassing arcane treasure and knowledge. The first Nagas were created as immortal guardians by a humanoid race long lost to history. When this race died out, the Nagas deemed themselves the rightful inheritors of their master's treasures and magical lore. Industrious and driven, Nagas occasionally venture out from their lairs to track down magic items or rare spellbooks. Nagas never feel the ravages of time or succumb to sickness. Even if it is struck down, a Nagas immortal spirit reforms in a new body in a matter of days ready to continue its eternal work. So, immortal snakes. Yeah, these are immortal snakes. Uh, smart, real smart immortal, immortal that snakes. That is my nightmare. Wait, is this Satan? <laughs> is this Satan? They look kind of like Satan. Created they by are, humanoid? They are They are human created. We have done this to ourselves. Well, Someone. Humanoid. Yeah. Um, nope. Yeah, so... They... It's an everlasting nope rope. Yes. <laughs> Nagas are uh, benevolent dictators or brutal tyrants. A Naga rules its domain with absolute authority. Whether it rules with compassion or by terrorizing its subjects, the Naga believe itself the master of all other creatures that inhabit its domain. So, as we'll cover in a second, there are actually three different types of Nagas that we're going to talk about. Um... We have some that are, we've got the Bone Naga that is a lawful evil, a Spirit Naga that is chaotic evil, and the Guardian Naga, which is lawful good. And so, uh, depending on which one it is, I guess dictates how it will uh, rule its domain. And what it will do if you come across it, I'd yes. imagine as well. <laughs> yes, and also how hard it is to kill. 
Well, you can't really kill them. They're kind of immortal. <sighs> um, Mortally wound them, then. No, <laughs> rivalry. Nagas have a long-standing enmity. That's a hard word. Enmity with the Wanti. Um, with each race seeing itself as the epitome of serpentine evolution. Through cooperation between, though cooperation between them is rare, Nagas and Wanti sometimes set aside their differences to work towards common objectives. However, the Wanti always chafe under the Naga's authority. And because the Naga is immortal, it does not require air, food, drink, or sleep. I just so, like to that's fun. talk about the fact So you have the snakes competing to see who is the best snake. Yeah, this is yes. a snake race war, and I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I recently actually just learned what Wan-Ti are, because one of the characters in my current campaign is playing a Wan-Ti. It's a snake person. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. So... Um, well, so let's, I guess, what the Wan-Ti, uh, as you say, snake person, is this... Like, a snake with, like, human arms type of thing is what the Wanti is. Because the Naga is just, like... It's a snake. It's a snake that looks like it has a, a, a monkey face, maybe. I would say human, but it's not quite human face. Yeah. No, my impression of Wanti is more... It is, like, a humanoid with snake-like features. Ah. And this one's just... Straight snake. It's just straight snake. With straight a snake. face. Yeah, a Yuanti is going to have, like, a snake body all the way up to the, like, abdomen. Torso. Or torso. No. And then it's got arms and a human head. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. And a neck. Like, it's just, like, half person to, like, the belly button. and then It's like a centaur, but instead of the horse, it's, it's snake. a snake. Yeah. My yeah. nightmares. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Are there Yuanti um, centaurs? Never mind. Let's continue. What are you doing? Um, so, as I said before, there are three types for the Bone Naga. Um, this is the easiest of the three. He's only a challenge rating four. Um, so, in response to the long history of conflict between the Wanti and the Nagas, the Wanti created. Excuse me. Uh. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> It's allergy season, guys, and as a bunch of nerds, we are suffering. <laughs> yeah. Speak for yourselves. Oh, <laughs> go outside and touch grass. <laughs> oh, I would love to, but it's all underwater. <laughs> it's so much rain. Yeah, I don't know how there's so much pollen in the air when there's been so much rain, but whatever. Um, so, in response to the long history of conflict between the Wanti and the Nagas, the Wanti created a necromantic ritual that could haunt the Nagas' resurrection by transforming the living Naga into a skeletal undead servitor. A bone Naga retains only a few of the spells it knew in life. So this is this is the dead version. So, so you can kill the Naga, it's just gonna come back. Yes. If it is struck down, a Naga's immortal spirit reforms at a new body in a matter of days. Okay. That is, that is the wording. Okay. That's... So you can kill them. but You can they... kill it to get away. Yes. <laughs> Give but me some it time. will come back and it will probably haunt you down. Right. It is a, they are, they are tyrants. <laughs> mm. um, kill it, leave the country. Got it. So when talking about the uh, full living Nagas, we have the guardian Naga which is the, the good one. Wise and good, the beautiful guardian Naga protects sacred places and items of magical power from falling into evil hands. In their hidden redoubts, they research spells and hatch convoluted plots to thwart the evil designs of their enemies. A guardian Naga doesn't seek out violence, warning off intruders rather than attacking. Only if its foes persist does the Naga attack, accosting enemies with its spells and poisonous spittle. Mm, spittle. So, my favorite. Yeah. Yep. Poisonous so, spittle. So that's the good version. On the evil side, we've got the spirit naga, which lives in gloom and spitefulness constantly. <laughs> yeah, right. That's my yeah. that's literally my spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> constantly plotting vengeance against creatures that have wronged them or that they believe have wronged them. Laring in dismal caverns and ruins, they devote their time to developing new spells and enslaving the mortals with which they surround themselves. 
A spirit naga likes to charm its foes, drawing them close so that it can sink its poisonous fangs into their flesh. Good times. So, good times. Same? No. No, not same. <laughs> not same, okay. <laughs> yeah, so those are the three nagas. Um, as I said, the sort of the, the easiest one is the bone naga, and that's the stat block I'll cover, rather than trying to cover all three. Um. As I said before, this is a lawful evil creature. It is large and undead. Large and in charge. And undead. And undead. (laughs) Um, It is an AC of 15. Hit points of 58 or 90, 10 plus 9. And a speed of 30 feet. Um. Strength of plus two, dex of plus three, constitution of plus one, intelligence plus two, wisdom plus two, and charisma plus three. Oh, that skeleton snake has a charisma of plus three. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see how that happens. Yeah, I mean. They got better. a silver tongue, except they don't have a tongue because it's bones. Yeah, I mean, part of their thing is like rolling and charming, so you would think a high charisma. Um, it's immune to poison and to the conditions of being charmed, exhausted, paralyzed, or poisoned. So, um, poison won't work. Charming it won't work. <laughs> uh, you're gonna have fun fighting this thing. Um, it has a dark vision of 60 feet and passive perception of 12. It knows common plus one other language and is a CR4. What's the CR? Four. Ooh, so it's a little weaker. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The Bone Naga is the weaker of the three. The Guardian Naga and the Spirit Naga are a CR of eight for the Spirit Naga and ten for the Guardian Naga. Okay, so, so. it just gets worse from here. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the but, but the Guardian's good. The yeah. Guardian's lawful good. Okay, okay. That makes that's a little. So better. unless you have an evil party, that'd be a fun challenge for an evil party to get them up a high level evil party, put them up against the guardian naga. Yes, it would. Don't give them any ideas. Those are <laughs> that's what we're here for. That's like true. literally, that's true. That is very true. <laughs> so the bone naga is a fifth level spellcaster. The spell save DC of twelve and plus four to hit with spell attacks, and it only needs verbal components. Um, if it was a guardian naga in life, um, so the bone naga could have been either, um, its spellcasting ability is wisdom, and it has the following cleric spells, cantrips at will of mending, sacred flame, and thaumaturgy, um, first level spells command and shield of faith, second level spells calm emotions and hold person, and third level bestow curse um if it was a spirit naga so the evil one its spellcasting ability is intelligence and it has wizard spells so the cantrips are mage hand minor illusion and ray of frost first level spells charm person sleep second level detect thoughts and hold person and third level lightning bolt um, in addition to these spells, it has a melee, a weapon attack of bite, plus five to hit with a reach of ten. Um, does 2d6 plus three piercing damage, plus two, 3d6 poison damage. Mm. So, it can bite, it can cast spells, depending on, um... Yeah, I think it's fun that you get to pick, like, oh, is this an evil one or a good one? You don't know. But they're all... So what's interesting is they all... All the bone nagas, they say, are lawful evil. But it still differentiates on, like, what they can cast and whatnot. Yeah. Hmm. I guess it's because they're pissed because they didn't get to reincarnate in their normal form. Well, so it does say that um, they they only... uh, Let's see, what does it say? Retains only a few of the spells it knew in life. So I I have to assume um, that it's also, like, not mentally all there, maybe? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that seems to be the case with, like, lots of undead. Like, they're... They're doing their best. Yeah. (laughs) Right, with what they got. Yeah, which is... Which is bones, in this case. Murderous intent. 
I like yeah. that it still has poison, even though it does not have fangs. Flesh of any form. Yeah. <laughs> Is it just like residual glands? Bits? Yeah, glands. No glands for that poison. No poison sacks. Just, just vibes. It's bone poison. I mean, we live in a world of magic. I it's mean, true. It can hate breed poison in its mouth. Same. Right? You can mean <laughs> words. Stop making me cry. Yep. Okay, so, so that's the bone naga. Yes. Yep. Alrighty. We, why don't we tackle where we'd put these right now first? Like how we, these would be used in a game, right? Well, yeah, so an ancient city of some sort yeah. that they're now the ruler over. I would say that, or because this one has been messed with by Yuanti to become a Bonaga, because it says, like, they know a spell to interrupt their resurrection or rejuvenation. Um, yes. Then uh, there is a way that clearly, like, they have to be involved. So I would say this is probably the only one that would probably be away from its home because somebody messed with it and they're just like come on little snakey and then they just like drug it somewhere else out of its ancient site as they try to take over it um i would think it's this would be fun to me as like a side adventure of like you have taken over its ancient temple and it was an old guardian naga so it was the good one mm. and the party comes across this snake creature that just wants to be reborn but it can't do it until it gets back to its site of its death and reclaims its ancient land. So the party has to clear like a dungeon to get back and reclaim the site and clear the Yuan-Ti out of it. Yeah, I guess. So I guess. Well, that's fun. Yeah, that would be interesting. So I guess the, the Bone Naga, there was active interference with its rebirth. So if you kill it again and it's reborn again, it could probably come back. Does it still as a full guardian? Does it still have the? It doesn't specify. Does it have rejuvenation as a a skill on that list? No, it doesn't. No, it just says the Nagar yeah. immortal and the rebirth. But I'm thinking because this one was like the failed rebirth, this one doesn't get the. Once you kill it, I think this one is actually this is, dead. This one oh. is no longer immortal. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. all of the other ones have the rejuvenation skill, which we'll get to in a second. But yeah, this ah. one, this one is dead. Maybe you could. So then I would say if the Yuanti had a ritual to do something, maybe they can try to reverse that ritual and let this guardian take its place back over. And so like yeah. that's it. So it, it's it's an interesting turn of fate of like you have this evil creature, but it's only evil against Yuanti because it still has a little memories of what it was. And it's like, hey, guys, as long as there's not a Yuanti in the party, and then you're fucked. Uh, but yeah, yeah. this would essentially be like, hey, take me back to my temple, clear these creatures out, I'll help you along the way, and then just, or it might stay back and wait, because it is not immortal anymore. And then right. um, once you get there, you can reverse the thing, and that would be like a good fun side dungeon mission to work on, or a good starting point for a dungeon. Yeah, yeah, that would be a fun quest. Would be. And then you just really mess with people who have a fear of snakes. Yeah. <laughs> not There's a great snake yeah. everywhere. Anybody with a fear of snakes should not use this monster. So or with a party with people who are afraid of snakes. Not a good one. Unless it's a horror game and you really want to scare them. And they've consented to that fear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Who's so next? do we want to cover the spirit naga then? Let's go spirit naga. That's the next hardest one, right? Yes, this is the next hardest one. This is our chaotic, evil, large monstrosity. Um, so no longer undead. These are the alive version. They still have an AC of 15. He has 75 hit points and a speed of 40, so he's a little faster. Um, so a strength of plus 4, dex of plus 3, con of plus 2, intelligence of plus 3, Wisdom plus two and a charisma of plus three. So, pretty similar, just a bit stronger. Yeah. This is the big, this is the, really the only difference there. A um, little smarter. Um, so, for saving throws, they have a dex of plus six, con of plus five, wisdom plus five, and charisma of plus six. Good at those saving throws. Um, they are still immune to poison damage and the conditions of being charmed and poisoned. Still a dark vision of 60 feet and passive perception of 12. They know abyssal and common and are a CR 
eight. So significantly harder than the bone naga. Double. Um, <laughs> with the whole being alive thing. <laughs> Details. Uh-huh. And because these are these are our immortal naga, they have rejuvenation, as we mentioned. So this means if it dies, the naga returns to life in 1d6 days and regains all its hit points. Only a wish spell can prevent this trait from functioning. So, I guess aside from having a, like, getting some wanty together and saying, hey, could you stop this? You can maybe also uh, unleash a wish spell. Well, so the wish, or the, the, the wanty spell, you you would just come back with a bone naga, right? That's true, but a bone naga is a lot easier to beat, and once you beat it, it don't come back. Right. Yeah. Wish spell just stops it from functioning at all, right? So there, right. Ah. it's dead. It's dead. Like you're not getting a bone naga after that. So bone right. nagas are an extra step to murder. And wish just stops it, and that just happens to be a ninth level spell. Yeah. So ninth you got to be powerful to do that. Oh yeah. Right. Um. Seventeenth level so... as a player. What was that? Seventeenth level as a player gets the spell wish. Ooh. Ah. That's quite high. Yeah. Um, the Naga is a 10th level spellcaster. Its spellcasting ability is intelligence. So a spell save DC 14 plus 6 to hit with spell attacks, and it only needs verbal components. It has the following wizard spells. So for cantrips, it's got Mei-Chan, Minor Illusion, and Ray of Frost. It has Charm Person, Detect Magic, Sleep. For second level, Detect Thoughts and Hold Persons. Third level, Lightning Bolt and Water Breathing. Fourth level, Blight and Dimension Door. And fifth level, Dominate Person. Dang. So that's a fun mix of things. And it has a lot of spell slots, y'all. I haven't been reading the spell slots. Um, but it's got four first level slots, three second level third level and fourth level and then fifth level it has two slots that seems like a lot but maybe not for a cra that's a lot of spell slots well it's a 10th level caster so it is it's gonna have it's about the same spell slots as a wizard would at 10th level you mm-hmm. mean same thing gotcha and then he's got his bitey bite and in then case for his all action... of those spells don't work yep <laughs> for its other action, it can take bite as a melee weapon attack, plus 7 to hit with a reach of 10. Um, it does 1d6 plus 4 piercing damage, and the target must make a DC 13 constitution saving throw, taking 78 poison damage on a failed save and half as much on a successful one. Dang. That's, that's a lot of damage. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of damage. Ouch. I don't like it. And that's an addition to the piercing. The piercing damage is minor, but that poison damage. The only bright side to that is the bite is a single action, so it can't bite more than one creature per turn. Which is surprising given that it is a CR8 monster. You'd think it had multi-attack. Yeah. No, it just casts spells. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it does. I think the bite seems like a last resort with this guy. I mean, that poison damage can do... A lot. Most of its spells don't do... I mean, you've got Ray of Frost does damage. What, Lightning Bolt probably does damage? Yes, it does. Blight does damage as well. Blight. But the others are just sort of controlling type things. They aren't They aren't. Well, it's a ruler, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. um, And I guess at least you aren't... The, you don't like take the poisoned condition too, which is nice because that means you keep taking damage afterward. It's just a one and done. Yes, an acute poisoning. Yes, yeah. <laughs> sure. All right, let's deal with the guardian, and then we'll talk about how we could put these in a campaign. All right. So as we said before, the guardian is lawful good. Um, he's a little. He's actually quite a bit beefier than the Spirit Naga. Um, has an AC of 18, 127 hit points compared to 75. Um, still a speed of 40. 
strength of plus four, dex of plus four, con of plus three, intelligence plus three, wisdom plus four, and charisma plus four. So all those are just like a bit higher. Yeah, that's um, a pretty good stat block. Yeah, so that's beefy. Um, saving throws, it has plus eight to dex, plus seven to con, plus seven to intelligence, plus eight to wisdom, and plus eight to charisma. Uh, so it's going to be be hard to to control Pull one this over dude. on him. <laughs> <laughs> Still immune to poison damage and being charmed or poisoned. Has a passive perception of 14, dark vision of 60, and it speaks celestial in common rather oh, than abyssal. Angel and snake. He's an angel snake. He's a CR 10. So, but in reality, you probably don't. If you're a good party, you probably don't end up fighting this dude, I would think. Unless you mess so. up a lot. Fing- fingers crossed. Fingers yes. crossed, yep. So he still has rejuvenation, where he comes back to life in 1d6 days. Um, he is an 11th level spellcaster. Yeah, he is. Um, and his ability is wisdom, rather than intelligence. Um, with the DC 16... Save plus eight to hit with attacks, and it only needs verbal components. And so he gets cleric spells. So this is cantrips of mending, sacred flame, and thaumaturgy. Um, first level command, cure wounds, and shield a face. Second level, calm emotions and hold person. Third level, bestow curse and clairvoyance. Fourth level, banishment and freedom of movement. Fifth level, flame strike and gios. And then six level true seeing. I appreciate the, uh, uh, I don't know, I guess the verbal difference between um, cursing and bestowing a curse. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a, a, a I funny give this difference. Gift to you. Yes, yes. <laughs> bestow this curse upon you. Yeah, yeah. I'm, so I'm not cursing you, I'm, I'm giving it to you. Yeah, you're welcome. Enjoy my precious <laughs> gift. <laughs> um, he still has a bite action with plus 8 to hit one creature 1d8 plus 4 so his bite's a little beefier and the target must make a dc15 con saving throw and take or take 10d8 poison or half as much on a successful save um, he also has spit poison um, which the other two did not have um this is a ranged weapon attack, plus 8 to hit with a range of 15. Um, the target must make a DC 15 con throw or take 10d8 poison damage on a failed save. 10d8? 10d8 poison damage. Woof. <laughs> That's rough. Um, and you take half even if you save. So It's ranged poison. That's, yeah, he oh. spits po- spitted spittle poison at you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But notice so, it yeah, does this not one's fight. a bit beefier. But, uh, as we said, he's lawful good, so if you're a good party, ideally, you would not have to fight this thing, because, uh, yeah, Can we fun. please talk about its face, because it's creeping me out. Yeah, yeah, this thing looks like sort of like a green cobra, uh, but its face looks kind of like a monkey face, or, yeah, I think it's more monkey than human, because it doesn't really, it doesn't really have lips, they're, like, sucked in. I don't like it. Yeah, lips get in the way of fangs, I think. Yeah. I, I, or like, true, I don't know, it looks like it doesn't oh, have... Oh, I bit my lip. Oh, the poison. <laughs> it looks like it's supposed to have, like, like it took its dentures out or something. It's a weird face. <laughs> well, and it doesn't have... It has, like, a spot that is like, ah, oh, that's where a nose would go. Kind of a Voldemort-y kind it of face, I guess, actually. It does have a nose. I don't like it. Yeah, it's snake-like. Yeah, but then more of, like, hooded eyes. Yeah, yeah. No, thank you. Just look it up. It's creepy. And this is the good one. I think the this is the but this is benevolent. I guys. find the benevolent yep. one more off-putting than the other one. Like the spirit naga is the creepy chaotic one, and you you know what you're getting. You're getting an evil right. snake. It's like oh, that one's definitely bad. But then this you is walk a bad into the snake. spirit guardian. You're just like ooh, some creepy uncanny valley shits going on here, and I'm not uh-huh. about it. Uh-huh. Uh-uh. Yeah. Well, does does the existence of the Uncanny Valley mean at one point it was advantageous to be afraid of something that looked almost human? I don't want to know that. That's just creepy. Okay. Me out. Just... That's like approaching some AI bullshit, and I don't want things to kill me <laughs> in my sleep. I'm just, just checking. Enough. Okay. Yeah. We'll cover that in another yeah. another one or something. All right. 
So, yeah. so we, how are you using Nagas? So I like the Nagas. My biggest complaint about the uh, Nagas right now is that a lot of their stuff is very, very concentration heavy. And yeah. particularly I'm going to focus on the spirit Naga because this is the one you'd expect to fight, right? This is the evil mm -hmm. one that's like, I'm going to murder your family. Uh, mm -hmm. So cantrips generally aren't concentration, so you don't have to worry about that. Charm person is a concentration. That's good because this is going to try to get it to fight for you, fight for itself. I would like to say that remember that even though it's a first level spell, it can upslot those to higher levels. So for every yeah. spell slot above second, you can gain one additional creature. So you can charm five total people on a level five spell for charm person. Detect magic's pretty good, and then you have sleep. Sleep's not a bad spell, but if you're high enough party, sleep's not going to work on more than like a few party members. It's not going to knock everyone unconscious. So it's really hard to do. Those are all... Is... Oh, go ahead. Is sleep the one where it's like you knock out so many hit points worth of people? Yes. So what you do is you you roll all your hit die, and like the base level is 5d8. Whatever that total is, is it goes in ascending order. So if it's the lowest party member, is it like a first level character with 8 HP and you rolled 20, you get to take out 8 HP. You now have 12 left over. If the next player is 12 HP and they're a little harder, then they're out. But if that player has 13 HP, you can't knock them unconscious and the spell fails immediately. So you got one party okay. play member out, or one enemy out, uh, and then they're unconscious and then you just have to wake them up or get, hit them with damage to do something. Right. Um, I, I would see this as a way of, like, if your party came in with some NPCs, this guy would cast sleep and take off any of those lower level yeah. guys that might help you with something. Possible, yeah. It's going to take some allies out in the background that's going to do something. Um, detect thoughts, good idea to get a read of what the party's thinking of doing. Um, the only thing I could see it really using in combat is going to be hold person. The downside is, is it's mm. a concentration spell and an action. So you're going to hold person for which takes an action, and then the next round you can attack other people. But again, you can cast that up higher levels, so you can actually go up third level or higher, so three more levels will be able to hold four people. Right. So. It's interesting to me that the the stack block on these guys doesn't include any sort of wrap or bind. I right? guess you are beneath the Naga for being held and grappled. These guys are all yeah, maybe so hitting you. Maybe they're like at one point with their humanoid features, they had arms, and it's just too touchy of a subject. Yeah, he do he didn't have any he didn't have any tail whip or anything. No, just... I mean. I mean, he can hold you with his brain. He doesn't need That's doesn't true. need this. Okay. Who needs to hug with their Choke body? That they can just use a dominate person. Um, so yeah. I can see their biggest attack for the party is going to be lightning bolt. Um, it casts yeah. from their mouth and goes outward. Um, I will say, uh, the, or I would say, it casts from the mouth. You, as the DM, could decide how that happens. But it is a range of 150 feet, and it's a straight Ooh. line. So the only downside mm. to this is it's only a five-foot-wide blast. So it's a straight line of a spell. So if the party's in a line, that's great. Otherwise, it's not. It does quite a bit of damage. And again, you can upcast. I guess he can't, he can't turn his head while he's casting it. Nope, straight line only. Um, yep. So for Blight, which is also a spell that you can use on it, it has a 30-foot range, and it essentially just drives everything else after it fails a constitution saving throw. Um. Dimension Door is a good way to escape if it needs to. It has a 300 feet of move. Sorry, uh, 500 feet is where it can go. So that is a good get out of quick, get out of jail quick free card. Uh, and then the last mm. one is, of course, Dominate Person. Dominate Person is concentration. Um, let's see. Detect Thoughts is concentration. Hold Person is concentration. Detect Magic is concentration. So it's only doing like one of those at a time. It can only do one of those spells at a time. And then the rest of the time it's going to try to fight. Uh, as for the Guardian Naga, it's kind of a similar situation. Um, they have Mending, Sacred Flame, and Thaumaturgy. Those don't require concentration. Command doesn't. Cure Wounds doesn't. Shield of Faith does. So if they want any creature to have a bonus plus two to it, they're going to need that. Um, calm Emotions, concentration. Hold Person, concentration. Bestow Curse, concentration. Clairvoyance, concentration. All of these, Banishment, concentration. Freedom of Movement, No. Uh, flame strike no uh, it's gaius g-e-a-s that one's pretty fun and then true sing so 
this is a very concentration heavy creature at least this one gets a ranged attack otherwise that other naga the spirit naga would have to be up close and personal with the party um mm -hmm. so this creature is mainly looking to and for the guardian is to chat its way out of combat right like it's not evil if the party's evil it's definitely going to be like time to die uh but <laughs> in this situation they're going to try to sort them this out so gaius is really good at doing that you get a party member under your control for i believe 24 hours um uh da, 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 da. how long does this spell like, that's not how the anime pronounced it oh the <laughs> anime pronounced it yeah okay um Kogios? Anybody? Oh, no. gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. The duration is 30 days for a oh. level uh, 5 Gaius. <laughs> so, um, that is a long one. And if you go up a level to 7th or 8th, it becomes a year. Uh, <laughs> ninth level, it is last until the spell is ended. Uh, as mentioned above. Okay, so the creature will take damage if they do not follow an order. The downside of this is you have to cast it for a minute, so it's like a conversation to have. So it's not going to be an in-combat thing, because that's a round, right? Right. So, or that's, a, excuse me, that is an entire encounter, probably, right? That's too right. Flame strike, great to hit things with, very uh, cleric of them. Uh, True Sing is just going to give them the opportunity to see like things coming in and out of their domain, which is very handy. Um, so with this in mind, my idea of this creature is going to be, Hey, let's have a conversation. Let's not fight unless it's needing to fight its enemies and hold them or curse them. But I would see this as perhaps they're in a feud is how I've kind of pictured this as an encounter is these guys are pissed at each other and they're kind of inhabited nearby ancient ruins. Or let's say that the guardian Naga has taken up space in one and the other spirit naga is like that's my home leave and so the spirit naga is going to use allies to come in and try to do it and the guardian might call in favors to have some protection because they're not they're, they're not meant to fight right they're meant to be they can fight to a degree but they're meant to assist. but they're meant to be leaders yeah they're meant to be <laughs> leaders and then so i can see since these are leaders and holders of ancient locations they're going to have some creatures on their side that they've kind of swayed in their uh domain of like hey you're evil i'm evil let's make a party kind of situation and so i can see it where you're combating the naga and its allies the spirit naga and then the guardian has asked you to hold its place alternatively i would say you would need to either if you're just dealing with the spirit naga alone there's an ancient ruin that you need some device spell knowledge from and it's guarding it and preventing you from accessing it for the Guardian Naga, you're going to have to play nice, and this is a good way to have kind of a role-playing encounter with a Spirit Naga, unless, mm -hmm. again, your party's evil, because then you're going to have to fight it. doesn't look fun. It's got a creepy face. Good luck with that. Uh, and so it would be kind of a role-play version for the Guardian Naga, and then a fighting combat version with a Spirit Naga. Yeah, I like it. What's, what's, what are we playing? What are we playing? <laughs> safety uh so uh yeah trying to i said when when are, when we, are playing? we playing oh i said what are we playing i was like D D. uh no, no i don't know whenever all so right. yeah all right what magic item do you have it for us today yes i have an immovable rod i love this thing so classic uh-huh yep it's a rod and it's uncommon uh, this flat iron rod has a button on one end. You can use an action to press the button, which causes the rod to become magically fixed in place. Until you or another creature uses an action to push the button again, the rod doesn't move, even if it's defying gravity. The rod can hold up to 8,000 pounds of weight. More weight causes the rod to deactivate and fall. A creature can use an action to make a DC 30 strength check, moving the fixed rod up to... 10 feet on a success. So, yeah, if you want to, I guess, bar someone's way, or, or I don't know, I feel like it'd be fun if you had a couple of these to be able to, like, make yourself a ladder in yeah. midair or something That's like that. That's what I was, I was envisioning some sort of, like, gymnastics where you, like, lock it and then you, like, do a flip and unlock it at just the right time and then fly up and lock it back. Yeah, but it does take an action to 
activate and deactivate. It's just oh, I know. Six seconds in combat, so you can as long yeah, as you're like, in the air. Yeah, like I'm talking like out of action. Like this is just my character fucking around. It's also <laughs> right. See if I can so do this. You can just get two of them. Click, lift the other one up. Click, and just alternate yep. over and over. Yeah, again. that is not nearly as much fun as what I'm suggesting. Oh no, yeah, no, you'd no. have to be a monk. You will not look dope as hell with when you just do it with one. Um, <laughs> also, uh, this this is page because uh, now I forgot. Ha! This is page one seventy five of the Dungeon Master's Guide. As long as you wrote it in the sheet, we're good. Uh, yeah, I wrote it. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so I love this thing. Um, I think this is like one of the most powerful uncommon items in my opinion, because you can buy this as a low level party, and you can use it to do so many things. Bar- there are so many uses. Yeah, you right. can bar a door, right? You could hold it, a door shut. You, I think it would be hilarious if, like, you're fighting a creature and you're just like, guys, we need to really take a good rest right now. And you put yourself in a dungeon room with just a door that seems sturdy but isn't lockable, and you're just like, click, click, and you just set it in front of it so, like, creatures can open it and they just hear, like, a thump, thump, thump as it hits this immovable rod. Um you can also put it in a... Yeah, especially if they're low enough level, like, they would never surpass a DC 30 yeah. to move that thing. That is a very, very hard strength check. On top of that, though, you can also put it in a creature's mouth. So if something's trying Whoa! to bite you... So let's say a spirit naga is going to be like, I'm going to get you. And you're just like, I'm going to smoothly put it in its mouth. Like, I'm going to try to get it to bite my hand. And then you just put an immovable rod in it, and it bites down on it. Oh, the fun. And it can't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the fun. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I I think we've 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 heard of some some shows using that for uh, a big purple worm. Which one used the the purple giant worm? purple worm? Taz. Taz did the that. Adventure Zone. Oh, do they do that? They definitely I don't do that. Remember that? <laughs> Critical Role put it in a dragon's ass. Oh, oh yeah, okay. that's just rude. They teleported <laughs> into the dragon and then put the rod in and then activated it and then had to get out. It's wild. That is wild. They do some wild yeah. shit on the like show. Like, they, sh- they turned it on so the dragon couldn't fly. Like, granted, a dragon could probably make the 30, because this is like an ancient dragon. It could probably make the 30 right. strength check, but it's 10 feet. Where are you going to go? And that can't be comfortable. No. Not no, at no, all. no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Also, also 8,000 pounds of weight. I don't know how much dragon weighs. I hadn't had one on my scale I recently. I don't want to know. Yeah, so... Probably not four tons, but maybe. Yeah. Scary. It, it depends on the size of the dragon. I'm sure, like, a gargantuan definitely would hit that requirement, but yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know what the density of a dragon is, and I'm too afraid to calculate it. So, <laughs> this is a very useful item. It's uncommon. It would be great if you could just purchase one at, like, a store. I think they are fun. Uh, do y'all have any creative uses for these items? So I'm interested in how like long it is. I guess that's just at the DM's discretion. Yeah, you can you can pick the length of it as the DM. In the book, it's about a, a foot long, probably. The picture of it, yeah. yeah, is not very long. Yeah, it's not terribly lengthy, but it could be very. Is it, is it like a curtain rod? Where you, you just... make it like a curtain, like one of those tension curtain yeah. rods, where you can just extend it a little bit, <laughs> and then it's like. It's this little flimsy thing that it looks like it's for holding up curtains. <laughs> and, and it's then always you, the like, perfect length, and it's immovable. And then it's immovable. <laughs> right, here's my new favorite thing right now. This would be, like, the ultimate wizard's flex in their, like, wizard tower, is every curtain rod is an immovable rod with curtains on it. <laughs> like, oh, I can craft those really easily, or, a, like, an artificer can do that. And he's just like, oh, sorry, I'm out of uh, immovable rods. He's like, wait, I think I have a few more. Then he just goes to the shop window and pulls one off the wall after clicking, and he goes like, here you go, that'll be 100 gold. Like, that would be hilarious <laughs> if, like, I, they're so common or whatever. You could just be like, here you go, click, click. That's too uh, flex. I, I love it. Like, all of your curtain rods just hover in the air. I need that in so many ways in my personal human life same but i don't have to drill into the wall i hate It'd be great i use command hooks to hang up my curtains and sometimes they don't do very well <laughs> and it's usually in the middle of the night while you're laying in bed still awake and you're like i've just been broken into yeah. and then you grab the dildo you grab the double into dildo and you prepare for war uh <laughs> yep. 
That's a throwback. That's a throwback <laughs> to, I think, episode 50. So, yeah, listen to that one. Yeah, so not, literally the last episode. Yeah. Not that far of a throwback. <laughs> it's, it's just <laughs> like... a throwback, like a little gentle toss. So, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, yeah. so what... It's a la- practically a lateral. So, I'd like to talk about, um, speaking of the size of a dragon and how much you can hurt it with a... Um, uh, just the tips. Just the tips, yeah. I'd like to talk about <laughs> sizes in D&D. Yeah. Just, just the t- tip, mm. just the hmm. tips of the size. Yep. 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 <laughs> just the size tips. Size tips. So, there are in D and D six size categories, and this really impacts how much space a creature controls in combat. So, let's think about a like. Let's say you're using the standard, which there's two standards. There's hexagons, and there is uh, squares. Right. Square for combat. So if you are a single medium creature, you have four squares of sides on you, as well as kind of the angular ones that can kind of interact with that. But in most cases, you have four spaces that you can have combat in and that you can control, right? As well as those adjacent mm-hmm. to you. Hexagons make that a little easier to determine, like, where you're actually able to hit things, but we're going to go with squares for now. So you can control a five foot by five foot space, which is one square in most maps. So that's the same thing for a small creature. It is also five by five. And then lastly, tiny is a two and a half by two and a half. So they have a little bit smaller space that they can control. Uh, When you get to large, that's where you get to a 10 by 10 creature. Huge is a 15 by 15 size creature. And the gargantuan is 20 by 20. So each of these spaces now has a face on that square or a line on that square that can engage with an enemy. And so that means that mm-hmm. they are engaged in combat and that they can attack that creature. Not to mention when you hit large, you've probably got a weapon or ability that has reach, which is a 10-foot reach, so that expands that range quite a bit. Uh, these are terrifying things to consider. You have a lot more space. So let's look at the Spirit Naga. What size is it? He's a large mm-hmm. monstrosity, is what I was just yeah, looking at. Same thing for the Guardian Naga. They are both large. I'm going to guess that the Bone Naga is probably not that large because it's a little smaller CR. Let's see. Bone Naga is... We closed our books. Also large. <laughs> Creepy. He's still large. Yeah. He's large undead. Large He's undead. just not a monstrosity. Yeah. So with that idea, they're going to have more space for you as a player to get around them. They're also going to have more space for themselves to attack. So this is something to consider when they're on a map is one, you need the space to put them there. They're going to have to interact with other things on there. So if you have a tree, they might not be able to get there. Or you as the DM get to explain, hey, they just knocked down a tree. They're large enough to do that. Or they wrap around a tree or do whatever. It's a snake. It'll probably wrap around it. Or it's scratching itself on it. I don't know about the normal behaviors of snakes. So, and I don't want to know. And this isn't a normal snake. Don't tell me. Yeah, it's an intelligent snake. But I think all snakes are intelligent and full of hatred. So, (laughs) with that in mind, I would recommend um, being aware of how much space you can control, as well as the reach that your creature has, because this is a way to really get into it. I've played and taught a lot of new DMs, and sometimes they forget about reach. They forget about, oh, I have movement speed. I'm going to move my space of control a little further and keep doing things now remember that sometimes smaller creatures can't stop a larger one from moving and they're going to start moving around and knocking you out of the way but i like the idea that um you've got some great sizes comparisons that you can use to really affect the battle map so keep size in mind it's not about right. the most size matters size matters in D for sure and it's also how you use those <laughs> creatures too so I don't know how this turned into a dick joke. I blame Thomas for that. <laughs> so we started with the tip, and now and we're we've gone, ending with the know. whole shaft. So yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> we're professionals. Uh, so anybody have any uh, plugs or anything before we wrap this one up? Any plugs? Any plugs? No. Plugs. Outlets. No. Okay. Um, no. I swear I'm gonna post on the Twitter, guys. Uh-huh. I swear I'm going to do it someday. As soon as she remembers it exists. Yep, that's all right. It happens. Twitter's so hard. Follow me. Follow on Instagram because that's where I do my better work. <laughs> you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and I think that's it. At Sweet T and D N D. Those are D, the letter N, and the letter D. 
don't get it confused with the at symbol because I don't think that's allowed on a Twitter handle or an Instagram handle. You mean the the, the ampersand symbol? Yeah, the ampersand. That's the one, not the at symbol. Whoops. I mean that's <laughs> the at the d, d. d at d. That don't is at the me. beginning though. Yes, that that you should use that yes. at the beginning, uh, or when you're tagging us to tell us stuff. Um, yeah. We appreciate you listening. We take like your time. Thanks for taking a journey with us to the spirit world with spirit nagas i don't i'm just blathering guys i'm sorry go for it yeah um, yep we're just gonna let you run we're just gonna let me run you bat that so uh with that yep. uh, <laughs> check us out on there thanks for listening give us write us a review uh listen to us some more if you haven't uh find an animal or a creature that you like and then also just message us if you want us to cover one and how we'd use it so especially yeah. a tip if there's some tips you want us to cover yeah definitely uh, hit us up with those now, sack is a wealth of knowledge guys sometimes uh you just gotta crack him open and find it yeah like a cadbury cream egg uh, <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say like a nut but okay that too uh is also a joke uh so uh, <laughs> uh, with that in mind, uh, check us out. Look at listen to that. Yeah, ask for creatures. These guys are adulting beyond my levels of adulting, and are thinking of getting a home soon, which is awesome. So now's the time to make <laughs> a suggestions. House, but yes, <laughs> you know what I mean. They're buying a home. Uh, now's the time to make suggestions because we're going to pre-record a bunch of episodes, and so it's not going to be a two-week delay between some of the stuff. It's still going to take long to release them because that is our post schedule but we'll get to your tips yes. we'll get to your creatures we'll get to your stuff yeah and if you have any homebrews you want us to cover that would be fun send I them think. our way we can judge them because we can judge judge zach can judge love guys judging. born to judge so with that everybody say bye bye bye, bye.